Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, episode 237. This is part one of an interview with Glenn Quick. Glenn is the Assistant Athletics Director and Academic Career Counselor at Kansas University in Lawrence, Kansas. In this episode, we find out what academic counselors do in general and how Glenn found his way into this area of athletic, academic, and career counseling. Hearing how, like many college students, your professional career may change as you take college courses and as you meet people throughout the college time. This is a good lesson and informational nugget that we get out of this interview. I met Glenn in college at Missouri State back in the late 1980s. I lost track of Glenn until we saw each other at the Missouri Valley Conference Basketball Tournament in St. Louis in the mid-2000s. We found out that our boys were the same age and that we both coached competitive baseball teams. From there, we stayed in contact. Glenn's team came to Ozark to play in a wood bat tournament I put on, and we saw each other and each other's boys play throughout high school and summer ball. Parker also attended a Kansas baseball camp the summer after his sophomore year. In this part one of the interview, we, like I said, found out what an academic counselor does on a college campus, when athletes meet with their academic counselors, and how, in general, how many times they meet a week. Next week, in part two of the interview, we cover what career counseling is, some things that surprise athletes as they get to the college campus for the first time, and how to prepare for the new journey. With that, let's get into part one of an interview with Glenn Quick. Well, welcome, Glenn, and uh, tell us about your job title and what you actually do at Kansas University. Hi, Brad. Thanks for having me today. Um, I am the Assistant Athletic Director for Student Athlete Advising for the University of Kansas uh, Department of Athletics. Uh, We work within the Student Athlete Support Services area. We have a department within even that section, uh, academic and career counseling. And so we do pretty much all things uh, academic advising. Give us a quick rundown of your athletic and your academic and your job background. My academic background uh, graduated uh, some years ago from Mansfield, Missouri High School. I know where that is. Yes, uh, go Lions. Um, I played basketball and baseball and ran track even for a couple of years. Um, And uh, from there, I went on to not play collegiate sports. I wasn't talented enough at that point in my career where I would would have that opportunity. Um, In my mind, I was, but athletically, (laughs) I don't think others agreed. So there was really no opportunity for me to go on athletically to play collegiate sports. And so I went to Missouri State, enrolled there, and eventually ended up meeting you, actually. Um, I think either during intramurals or pickup ball and some of our years there together. I believe so. There wasn't a lot of dunking between me and you. Uh, um, this is true. <laughs> From there, I actually had an opportunity through some of the development and opportunities. I did uh, go to Central Bible College and did play uh, collegiate basketball there for one year. Uh, one year was enough for me to know that I was not going to be a professional. And so I transferred back to Missouri State um, and became a full-time uh, student again there at that point. Met my lovely bride that I'm still married to today um, after 30 three years, 34 years uh, this year. 
We moved upon her graduation to Illinois. I finished my physical education degree at Illinois State University. And then from there, went on to graduate studies um, at the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana and graduated with a sports administration master's degree there. Um, That's sort of the educational track. Uh, Career-wise, in terms of the job, uh, the University of Illinois presented me my first opportunity uh, to work. Um, I was a graduate student there and was presented an option to work in the Office of Minority Affairs, who was a, had a coordinating initiative with the Division of Intercollegiate Athletics at the University of Illinois, in which they would take uh, some of the entry-level students and the freshman and sophomore kids that uh, were considered at that time um, identified as at-risk population, and I would become their academic advisor and try to help them in career exploration, major exploration, course structuring, things like that. And so for two years, I did that. That was a little bit different than what I had thought I was going to be doing as a physical education major. I'd been presented an opportunity to be a head basketball coach where I had done my student teaching um, at Tri-Valley High School in Illinois. Instead of doing that, I declined and went on and got my graduate degree and thought maybe I'd jump back into coaching um, at that point after I had my master's degree completed, but um, sort of caught the bug, the the academic counseling component and working with uh, higher education and working with students in the 18 to 22 age population rather than the kindergarten through 12th grade population. So it had an appeal to me. And so at that point, I was waffling on sports and whether or not I just wanted to work at an institution of uh, higher learning like that. And um, I ultimately decided that working in student affairs and just working with students was going to be something that I had a passion for. And I felt like I could coach youth sports and things like that on the side to sort of scratch that coaching bug that I had always had. Ultimately, my career, full-time career started in the College of Commerce and Business Administration at the University of Illinois as an academic advisor for two years there. And then from that experience, I connected with all of the other advisors and student affairs organizations in the university, uh, became the director of academics for the School of Aviation. A little bit different twist uh, than most and uh, had a wonderful time there working out at the airport in Champaign-Urbana Airport and uh, working with about 200 um, aviation students and that were in flight training uh, in addition to receiving a baccalaureate degree across different academic fields within the university. Uh, my wife uh, was going through pre-med activity and speech in hearing science. She graduated from Missouri State and uh, was getting her master's degree at Illinois. And then at that point was a practicing speech pathologist in Champaign and thought, you know, I love this, but maybe I'd like to become a physician. And so she jumped back in and was doing some pre-med work and ultimately um, applied and was admitted into Southern Illinois University's medical school program. She graduated from that university with her medical degree, but needed the residency component before she could become a practicing physician and jumped in to these different opportunities throughout the country. And uh, during the exploration phase, she found the University of Kansas Medical Center had her specialty program. That brought us a little bit closer to Southwest Missouri, where, where Mansfield is and I'm from. So we, uh, we jumped uh, in the car and moved to Lawrence, Kansas, and she uh, went to um, the um, KU Medical 
residency program and now is a full-time practicing physician here in Lawrence. So that presented an opportunity for me then to come to the University of Kansas in a different capacity, needed to leave Illinois, find a, a student affairs opportunity here potentially, and became the director of operations and associate director of admissions and scholarships for the University of Kansas. Did that for five years, eventually um, got to know uh, all of our group here at now uh, at Kansas and um, the Associate Athletic Director for Student Affairs uh, came knocking and offered me the opportunity to come and work with student athletes full time. And so I joined this group in 2003 and have been here since. So sorry for the long answer, but uh, it's been a kind of a winding road through the years and it's been one that's been exciting and fun. One in which I never thought I would leave Southwest Missouri eventually coming full circle and going to Illinois and Kansas and thinking maybe at some point I'd come back to Southwest Missouri, but the opportunities here remain. And so this is where, uh, this is where we are. Well, so you're saying that you went to college to do one thing and you got different opportunities and you ended up at a, in a totally different ball field. Uh, correct. You know, I, I really had a passion for sports as I think millions of us do um, and wanted to play, wanted to be a part of it in some capacity was honestly thinking more about playing than I was about school at a young age. Um, I'm a first-generation college student from my family, a very large family, and so funding was not available. And so the only opportunity was going to be through athletics, academic, um, in terms of scholarship opportunities, and any federal support um, that may have been available, such as the Pell Grant, things like that. Ultimately, not having the athletic opportunities, I, I... I took the other approach thinking, all right, I'll just coach and teach. That's what I want to do. I was inspired by my coaches and uh, some faculty members, particularly on the science uh, side of things within my high school that remain friends to this day that encouraged me and showed a different avenue that I could take. And so that's, that's how I ended up going into it. And then, yes, really hitting a crossroads my senior year. I mean, ultimately, you know, it was a privilege to to have the chance to become a high school basketball coach where I had done my student teaching. I was also going to be an assistant baseball coach, and I have a passion for both basketball and baseball in particular. I think it's because I played, right? Um, and so I think this option was presented to me. It was a version that was sort of a pipe dream. I'm like, gosh, you know, I'd, I'd love to work at a Division One university and work at, you know, at, at a place like any big institution, right? Whenever that became something that I could look at and they were serious about having me join them, I interviewed with John Makovic, which um, many listeners may know as the former Kansas City Chiefs coach way back in the 70s, all the way through um, coaching at Illinois and then he was the athletic director as well at the time when I was there. And, and, and it was just a, an opportunity I feel like I couldn't turn down. Of course, I, I, I consulted with a lot of people and, you know, the group of people that you trust that, that, that are mentoring you and helping guide some of these choices that ultimately become your choice to make. I thought this is something that I'll have my master's degree completed. I will have experienced a, an intercollegiate 
Division One program, and then I'll have options. I can still go coach. I can potentially stay in the higher education field, and ultimately that's where I felt more comfortable and more energized and felt like I had something to offer there. And so through the years, as you know, because uh, we've coached against uh, each other a little bit, um, I ended up still coaching uh, and volunteering my time um, as, as a youth sports coach because I felt like there was some knowledge that uh, I might be able to offer some kids, and uh, we've had pretty good times and pretty good success, and um, it's something that I really, really enjoyed. So yes, definitely uh, doors start to open that you never maybe even know about or think about, and then it presents opportunity, and and then a decision has to be made about, is this something that I, I'm, I have a talent I've always told people that high school is where you kind of get your background and get your basics and then college you go and that's where you meet people that you're going to do business with probably the rest of your life and that's the way it was with our business and so you just never know who you're going to meet and uh, not only is classroom important when you go to college but meeting people and learning to be an adult is really uh, where I think the advantage of college is. No question. That's where your growth is. That's You grow up, right? And then you're making decisions for yourself. There's not anybody there to necessarily to get you up in the morning or take care of, help you take care of business. You've, you self-manage. And so it's definitely a time of growth. Well, as I tend to do when I do interviews, we usually go off script a little bit. So we'll jump back into script and say, and uh, I'll ask you one of the questions that we had. My son, Parker, and your son, Austin, are the same age. And like you said, we got to play against each other when we, when we coached our boys. Uh, what's Austin up to? And also your daughter, Ashley. Well, thanks for asking, Brent. Um, it's always good to see your family at the holidays when I, I come down for basketball. It's always nice. Tremendous family that you have. Austin is a redshirt sophomore on the baseball team here. He is studying exercise science and plans to go to medical school as well. He is smart enough to follow in his mother's footsteps and not his father's. So <laughs> he's doing very, very well. Thank we you. We both married well. <laughs> and my, uh, my daughter is a senior in high school and uh, she's being a senior in high school doing all the things that uh, seniors in high school do um, trying to enjoy themselves and not looking too forward uh, but looking forward that may be uh, at a university it may be a technical college we're not quite sure she's got a lot of interests and so she's doing quite well as also uh, getting back to your job uh, when do you first meet your teams that you work with the athletes uh, as they enter Kansas well, again, I, I guess I would talk generally about that. Um, I think most institutions uh, will meet with their students. You know, it depends on the on the squad. You know, there may be some that come in for summer school. There may be some that come for a fall semester. And, you know, there may be institutions that have trimesters. And so it depends on start dates for various teams. Generally speaking, most schools are going to meet their individual kids during orientation during the summer where they're helping select courses. Um, so that structure is occurring in the summer so that the fall semester would be organized in a way that, that helps manage practice, travel, competition, all of those sorts of things. And so uh, those are more one-on-one -on -one sorts of opportunities. Um, teams, uh, when they report, it depends on when they report, most institutions will have their teams report 
for a fall semester, for instance, uh, at least a week prior to the beginning of school. Uh, they're moving in, they're going through their orientations and things like that. And so we would particip participate in that sort of structure. And I think most, as I say, most other institutions are doing the same. And, um, it's an opportunity for all the different units within an athletic department to come and share. So you will find academics would probably show up at most sessions. You would find the media relations coming in. You would have the strength and conditioning staff. You'd have the athletic training staff, certainly the coaches, um, the compliance aspect of it. All those sorts of things I think are going to be happening ordinarily the first week prior to school or certainly the first week that classes are beginning. With that, it, it makes a difference which sport that you're in and when your season in is when how you individually will schedule athletes. Is that right? Yes. I mean, I, you know, depending on the travels and competition schedules, you know, I, that's the biggest thing is is trying to help coordinate the, the, the calendar. I mean, time is, is so precious, particularly as a, as a student athlete, because of the representation that you have for an institution, you're out representing that school, you are practicing, you are traveling, you are playing the games or competing in whatever your event is. And, and, and so having, having an organized planner, if you will, I mean, I, I know that's old school, but you've got to have some way to stay organized. You've got to know when you're supposed to be somewhere, where you're supposed to be, why you're supposed to be there, what your responsibility is when you arrive or prior to arrival, and so on. And so it's uh, most most times now there are uh, software programs that are helping it, certainly at this level um, throughout Division One athletics. I think you'll find uh, across sports and across institutions, you'll find a lot of resources that are helping students achieve that so that you're, there's a self-accountability, but there's an overall accountability as well. Well, and I tell people, I think one of the biggest assets that uh, Parker's had at his school uh, has been his academic advisor and counselor. He met with her like the very first summer, like you mentioned, and uh, they uh, have really made good decisions on his uh, schedule. Uh, we're really pleased with them. So in general, how much or how many times do you have contact with your uh, student athlete? Well, I think all academic counselors have pretty regular access to their squad members. Um, they're working alongside their coaching staff, along with uh, many other, as I said, units. And so you'll see strength and conditioning. You'll see the training staff and academic staff are pretty much in concert because those are the three areas that probably touch an athlete outside of their sport or in, in many cases within their sport. And so um, very regular, very regular routine to see students um, throughout their entire time here. And I think at other institutions I've been at and, uh, and my colleagues and peers throughout the country are doing the same. I think it varies. Um, you know, one institution might have um, a kid meet with their academic counselor or academic advisor once a week, uh, just until there's a comfort level that, that their foundation is established and there's been a, a smooth transition and they're being successful and they're being made available to students as a resource. And, and those students are feeling good and comfortable as well. So it's, it's really a partnership. Um, others may have, depending on staff size, may have less than that. Um, maybe it's every other week, that sort of thing. There may be more group or team meetings. It might be select by major. I mean, there's lots of different ways to manage that. And for us, we believe that there is you know, tremendous wealth in having as much contact uh, their first year, regardless if they're our first year freshman or our first 
one-time transfer to us or, or a transfer student to us. We just want to make them feel comfortable and, and understand that we are available and we're a resource for them uh, throughout their time here. So I think there's going to be pretty dedicated programs throughout our level, throughout the country that people are going to be in pretty regular contact. And if not scheduled, certainly being an available resource routinely. Thank you to Glenn for part one of this interview. Join the Athletic Scholarship Podcast next week for part two. The last 10 episodes of 2020 had the 10 myths about athletic scholarships from the Recruit Me 3.0 athletic scholarship system. So to start 2021, I'm going to dip into Appendix C of the Recruit Me 3.0 system for frequently asked recruiting questions from student-athletes and parents. I hope you find this Q&A section helpful. Question. What does it take to qualify to play for a college team? I know I have the ability. Answer. The two things you need to focus on are academics and athletics. Both go hand in hand. You may have the ability to play at a major school, but if your grades do not qualify, you won't get recruited there. As part of the Recruit Me system, we have included an NCAA and an NAIA guide to help you through their most important rules that would be relevant in your case. See the show notes for the links to these guides. Go to recruit-me.com backslash system to check out how to get the whole Recruit Me 3.0 athletic scholarship system. Join me next Tuesday for episode 238, part two of the interview with Glenn Quick.